Welcome to Heal Yourself with the Law of Attraction. I'm your host, Tekla, and I'm ready to guide you on a transformative journey of holistic health and self-discovery using the power of the Law of Attraction. We've all heard tales of manifesting fortunes and jet-set adventures, but this, this is a different journey. Here we focus on achieving abundant health, mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual. With the Law of Attraction, I've healed chronic pain, overcome a diagnosed mental illness, and reversed PCOS. We're all about realigning our energies to manifest our full potential. As we focus inward, raising our vibration, you'll be astounded by the ease at which the universe responds. Once you focus on yourself, the rest just falls into place. My goal for each weekly episode is to provide you with practical, easy to apply steps that you can weave directly into your daily routine. Together, we'll navigate the path to achieving your own health and wellness goals. So let's dive right in. Hello, my wellness witches. I'm your host, Tekla. This is Heal Yourself with the Law of Attraction. And today, I'm excited to report I am a certified consignment store queen. Did I certify myself? Yes. Do I care? No. My best friend C has been investing in these designer consignment store pieces for the last few years, and she's really gotten me into it, I have to say. During that time, she has been very strategically and intentionally curating her wardrobe. And I have to say, she looks fucking great. Always. She's so smart about it, though, and she'll follow these consignment stores on Instagram and browse through their new pieces every week and only invest if she absolutely loves it. She also makes sure that she sees herself wearing that piece long term before she invests too, which I think is something we don't really do nowadays. I have to admit that I have notoriously been someone who invests in these cheaper, lower quality garments that I wear a few times and then donate. I have been a big contributor to the fast fashion industry, and I don't love that about myself. There's a couple of things I love about the consignment store approach. The first is that the few pieces I've invested in recently are designer, and they have been either worn a few times or they are new with original tags on it, and you're getting a 50 to 70% discount, basically. At this time in my life, I am not walking into Chanel and going to town. I don't have that expendable income yet. I know it's on its way, friends. However, buying these pieces new isn't in the budget at this point. So this approach allows me to intentionally indulge in these high-quality garments that make me look and feel amazing without that price tag. I also love that it's just a much more sustainable approach to fashion, and that feels good to me. I'm not throwing everything I own out immediately and starting from scratch by any means but I am increasing my awareness and just monitoring my shopping habits moving forward. I'm avoiding investing in these low-quality fast fashion items, and I'm adopting this mindset where I intentionally and mindfully wait and only invest in these luxury items when it makes sense for me. And that means I have to see myself wearing it for many years to come, and it has to be a good addition to my wardrobe and complement my personal style. We're curating because that's what we luxury witches do. We're dressing for the life we want, and my future self is absolutely in high-quality designer pieces. Recently, I invested in my first two pieces, one new with tags and one lightly worn. The retail price would have been well over $1,000, 
and I paid under $300 for both of them. And that's what I'm grateful for this week, friends. It's kind of exciting to follow these stores on Instagram and see all these items new come through and then finally find something you love. You know that rush of energy you get when you buy something new and get to wear it for the first time? I feel like that's just doubled when you shop consignment. There are so many more things that have to align for you to invest right. It has to be in your size, fit your style, be within your budget, and you have to get to it first. And that's why it feels more exciting for me than going to the mall and buying a cheaper dress I'll wear a handful of times before I'm over it. So if you haven't dappled in thrifting or consignment store shopping yet, I really encourage you just to go and have a look and see what's out there. You never know what you might find. Okay, we're doing something slightly different today, which is we're going to be answering some frequently asked questions. The majority of these I've received through Instagram, but a few have come through email too, and I thought it was finally time to address all of them. Actually, not all of them, but most of them. I'm going to start with two basics because I get these all the time, and for those more seasoned in the universal laws, it's still a good refresher. Okay, first up, what is the law of attraction? The law of attraction is a principle that suggests that we attract into our lives whatever we focus on, whether that's positive or negative. It means that by focusing on positive thoughts and emotions, we can manifest our desired outcomes and live a more fulfilled life. On the flip side, if we dwell on the negative thoughts and emotions, we're likely to attract negative experiences. The law of attraction is based on the idea that our thoughts and emotions have the power to shape our reality, and by harnessing that power, we can create the life we want. Okay, I know that was very basic for a lot of you, but bear with me for one more. How does the law of attraction work? The law of attraction is based on the fact that we're all energy, and everything around us is energy too, and that's science. Everything in the world has an energetic frequency at which it vibrates. By becoming a vibrational match to your desires and aligning your energy with those things, you can manifest them into your life. It's kind of like tuning into a radio station to a specific frequency to receive the desired signal. And the law of attraction helps you become more aware of those thoughts, emotions, and energy and helps you use them to create the life you want. Okay, we're moving on now to some of the more unique questions I get asked. Why is the law of attraction not working? There are so many things that could be happening here, but I'm going to try and focus on four for you today. The first is negative thought patterns. So these thought patterns and limiting beliefs can block your manifestations. We often carry these at a subconscious level, and they contradict our conscious desires, and sometimes we don't even know it. The second reason is resistance. When you're desperately trying to manifest something, you might be unintentionally creating resistance. True manifestation happens when you detach. When you want something, but you know you're going to be okay if you don't get it, and you let go in a sense. You trust the universe and align with the positive energy and feelings rather than pushing too hard and forcing it. The next reason is timing and patience. So the universe has its own timing and it might not align with your expectations and there's really nothing you can do about it. And this impatience can create resistance. 
trust that what you desire is on its way in divine timing when the universe decides it's right for you. And the last reason is lack of action. So the law of attraction doesn't mean that you go and sit back and you do nothing and just think positively. It's about aligning your thoughts and your energy with your goals, but you also need to take inspired action toward those goals. What do I mean by inspired action? Well, if you want to manifest good health, let's say, if you are going about your daily routine in the same way that you've been doing for 25 years, that's not going to help. That's not taking inspired action. You need to be researching, investigating what resonates with you. How can you possibly adopt new practices that might better your health? You need to be taking those inspired steps that align with your goals to see results. Okay, next one here. How do you remove a limiting belief? We did a whole episode on this in season one. So if you'd like the detail, go back and listen to that one. But in short, I'd say the biggest step is awareness. You need to know what the problem is before you can fix it, right? That's the hardest part because often those problems are sitting right under the conscious surface. I recently learned something in rapid resolution therapy, RRT, which I've talked about before also. I've kind of been leaning on my therapist to find the issue. And last session, he really pushed me to discover it by myself. And that was a big step for me because I realized I can do it myself. And it took time. And he was very patient with me. So those sessions are like one and a half to two hours. And it took maybe 30 minutes of him asking the question in the same way and just giving me the space to think before it came to me. And I learned something. Often there is a limiting belief hiding where you have emotion. Emotion that's lower in vibrational frequency, like anger, sadness, frustration, guilt, or hate, those types of emotions. So when you're thinking about something you desire, the key is to look for any of those feelings. If you find those emotions or just general resistance, then there's something that needs to be cleared. Next is sitting in that feeling until you find the root cause. And I did this by just throwing out different ideas about what it could be until I found one that almost made me cry to think about. So I was working through why I have been waking up before my alarm and just finding myself sitting there scrolling and wasting time in the morning. And I know that that time could be dedicated towards pursuing my interests. So it's time that's better well spent getting out of bed. And I was throwing out all these things that I thought it might be. Fear of failure. That wasn't it. Nothing really came up or got me emotional about that. Then I thought about fear of judgment from others. And I feel like I've kind of worked through that already. So I knew that wasn't it. Then I had maybe this sense of unworthiness. The feeling that maybe I don't deserve the life I'm building. But that didn't really resonate either. Then I said, it feels pointless. And that's what my therapist was like, ding, 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 let's explore that more. And we did. And that's not the root cause, but it was closer to what we needed to work with. And I sat with that for what felt like forever, but was really a few minutes. And he kept asking me, what is it that feels pointless? And I couldn't really get there. I really thought I couldn't do it by myself, but then I did. I suddenly realized that it felt pointless because I've been conditioned to believe that success is only a result of hard work and sacrifice. 
and that success can actually cause financial issues and put a huge strain on loved ones at times. That's what I saw growing up, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. That's kind of a generational belief right there. And in this day and age, that's not true. There are plenty of people out there working two to three days a week and making way more than ever before. And just because I've seen some people struggling to balance work and family and relationships and other hardships, does that mean it will be the same for me? No. Are you starting to see this way of thinking? It's not intuitive and you have to dig really, really deep and look inward. And it's uncomfortable. But remember, discomfort is the first sign of change. We've got to start getting used to leaning into that every now and again because it means we're growing. Anyway, that's the first step, friends. Awareness so we know what we're addressing. Then we need to work through that choosing a modality of your choice. And there are so many. We have journaling, therapy, RRT, EFT tapping, meditation, cleansing rituals and ceremonies. I'm going to give you an example of the last one. So sometimes when something is really troubling me and I need to free myself from it, I light a candle and just write everything I need to get down on a piece of paper. Everything I'm thinking, feeling, wish I could have said anything about that situation or that person that's paining me. And I frantically write. I need to get all of that rage out. And then when I'm done, I use that candle to burn that piece of paper or those papers. Usually there's more than one. I write like 10 pages in big black Sharpie ink and I burn that paper over the sink. And the sink is an important step. So we're burning it in the sink, one, because of safety. We don't want to light the house on fire. And two, after we've burned it and we have the ashes in the sink, we want to wash that away. And the washing away with water and removing that from your house, your home, and your place of safety is a really symbolic step. You're letting go and you're freeing yourself of this burden, right? The idea is that you just find something that works for you. There are so many options, so please do some investigation and some exploration and find something that works. That was kind of a long answer, but important for us to revisit from time to time. Okay, next. What are some techniques for raising my vibration and energy levels? God, there are so many things we can do to raise our vibrational state of being. But I will say the number one thing without question is self-love and self-care. So many of us are just uncomfortable with the thought of saying, I love myself out loud. That makes some of us cringe Some of us take our internal conflict and our insecurities out on other people. Some of us avoid mirrors. I've been there. It's not a fun place to be. I cannot stress this enough. If you're ungrateful for yourself first and foremost, then it's really hard for the universe to recognize the gratitude that you're practicing externally for the things around us. This is why I think so many people are so quick to give up on manifestation. I hear things all the time like, that doesn't work. Manifestation isn't real. It never worked for me. And I can almost guarantee that those are the people, those are the ones that don't love themselves. They don't see their value or they think they're unworthy in some area of their life. And the thing is, you can't help someone who won't help themselves. And that work can only be done by you. And those people often have this kind of conditional approach to self-love. It's always, 
I'll love myself when, when I lose 20 pounds, when I grow my hair longer, when I get a tan, when I, when I, when I, it's kind of never ending. Spoiler alert, those things are not going to make you love yourself. And there are so many things to love about yourself. Your strength and resilience when times get tough. Your commitment to health and wellness. Your interest in bettering your life and your desire to grow. Showing up every day just trying to be the best version of yourself. Practicing kindness and gratitude. Being mindful of the energy you carry with you every single day. That's like eight or nine things I've just listed off the top of my head. And I'm confident that those are true about you because you're here listening to this podcast. So if you're new to manifestation and the law of attraction and you've skipped this internal work, then I'd suggest you go back and really commit to doing it. Because in my opinion, if you don't, your manifestation success is going to be limited. Okay, next question. Can the law of attraction help with specific health issues or chronic conditions? Fuck yes, it can. It absolutely can. I want to scream that from the rooftops. So something that came to mind when I first read this question was that there isn't one single source of truth. Two years ago, I was diagnosed with two chronic conditions, conditions that I was told I would have for life. One was to do with my pancreas, and the other was polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is called PCOS. And I was also diagnosed with an eating disorder at the time. And today, I don't meet the clinical criteria for either of those physical conditions, and I fully recovered from my eating disorder. It's about mindset. It's about not giving up on yourself. It's about realizing that anything is possible because we live in a world of infinite possibilities. It's also about exploring and healing that mind-body connection. And that's been my biggest breakthrough with the law of attraction. Those two entities lived very independently and were at war with each other within me for a very, very long time. Health doesn't manifest in a body where conflict is happening. And I'm not the only one that has experienced this success in health. There are so many, countless examples of people who have improved their health and their wellness through mindset and the law of attraction. Louise Hay is one. We've talked about her before. She's the author of You Can Heal Your Life. Anita Morjani, she had end-stage cancer and made a full miraculous recovery. Joe Dispenza had a debilitating spinal cord injury and healed fully from that. There are just so many examples out there. Okay, next question. How can I apply the law of attraction to attract positive people into my life? I love how this question is phrased because the essence behind it is what can I do? What do I have to change to find good people? All you have to do is focus on yourself, your own vibration, and those people will find you. I guarantee it. But the part most people overlook is that when you're finding new people to enter your life, those that align with you better vibrationally, you're going to lose people also. People that aren't aligned energetically. Think about it like a literal magnet. Two opposite ends of the pole. They're resisting each other. There's no attraction there. And that's what happens. When you improve your vibrational state of being and, you know, your close circle of friends or family, they're staying as they always have been. They're not doing the work. It becomes this polarization. And it's tough and it's sad. 
doesn't feel good. It's painful to lose people. But the universe needs to clear that space to bring something more in alignment. And you won't need to do anything. It will just happen. And how do I know that? Because it happened to me recently and there's nothing I could do about it. And I also couldn't fix it because it wasn't meant to be. But now I know that that space is cleared for people. They're going to add more value to my life and support me and the way that I want to live. Okay, next question. What are the common misconceptions about the law of attraction and how can we debunk them? Okay, the first one, I had to do some thinking about these because there are a lot. But the first one is that you can manifest anything instantly. The law of attraction is powerful. There's no doubt about that. We all know that. But it doesn't always lead to instant results. Patience is key and manifestations can take some time because the universe operates on its own schedule and it's all about divine timing. Maybe you're not ready yet. Maybe you need to manifest eight other things before this thing needs to manifest because otherwise it won't make sense for you in your life. There are so many reasons why and we'll never know why. The universe will. It's up to the universe. And that's what you kind of have to let go of. The second misconception is that you must be happy all of the time. Emotions are a natural part of life. And it's okay not to be happy all of the time. The law of attraction encourages a positive mindset, yes. But it also values authenticity. Embracing your emotions and working through them is an important aspect of personal growth and also freeing yourself of that emotional weight and burden. What isn't processed will manifest in some other way. I promise you. I've said it so many times. Work through it. Lean into it. It's all part of the human experience. Lost misconception here. The law of attraction can override free will. This is wrong. You are a co-creator with the universe. You have the power to change your future, and the universe brings about what you desire. The law of attraction doesn't interfere with free will. It's about attracting opportunities and aligning with people and circumstances that match your desires. It doesn't control the choices of others. I will say that one thing I think people identify as overriding free will is actually the universe bringing about the desires they have in their heart that they're not willing to admit yet. And I think this showed up for me in a way where I knew I wanted to live in Australia. I wanted to return home to my family. I had this big master plan about how I was going to split time from the U.S. to Australia. And in my heart, I think I just didn't want to be in the U.S. anymore. And how did that manifest? In a heartbreaking, life-changing breakup. Was that the vessel of choice? Absolutely not. But it did bring about my core desire rapidly and intensely. So I would say be careful about what you desire in your heart. Have awareness of that. If you're in denial, it might come about really, really painfully. Okay, what's the next question? How do I maintain a positive mindset in the face of adversity or challenge? Okay, in my opinion, you don't. Your focus in those moments is survival. Honestly, you just need to wake up the next day. You need to just get through it and try and maintain faith that this is all happening for a reason. This year alone, 
I had the worst breakup of my life with someone I thought I was going to marry. I left my full-time, high-paying corporate job. I moved countries after living in the U.S. for 10 years. I lost friends. I had a huge health setback after long-term exposure to black mold. I left my dog, my best friend, overseas for months and had to work through all the logistics of moving him here from 9,000 miles away. I lost an element of my independence because of my circumstances, and I'm now living with my parents. There are so many challenges. And I woke up some of those days with doubt. So many tears, grief, a sense of loss, all of this is happening at the same time. And I can tell you, I absolutely did not have a positive mindset the whole time. But I did, every single night, tell myself, everything's happening for a reason. That faith is the only thing you should focus on, and it kept me waking up in the morning and getting out of bed when everything just feels like it's falling apart. It's this knowledge in your core that one day it will all make sense. And again, make sure you feel all of the things that are coming up. Squashing them down and trying to numb the pain may work for a time, but it will rear its ugly head again in the future if you don't give yourself the space and the time to process it. Okay, friends, I hope you liked today's episode a little bit different. We're switching it up. If you want to join our community of amazing wellness witches, please hop over to Instagram and give us a follow at Heal Yourself with L-O-A. That's L-O-A as in the law of attraction. All other social links and contact details, those are all in the show notes if you need them. That's all for today, witches. Peace, love, and mung beans. Bye.